Lemonade, freshly brought to you by Bless Vision Foundation. This episode is sponsored by Rotary Club of Chun Wan. The views and opinions expressed in the following interview are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect the views or position of Blessed Vision Foundation. Welcome to Lemonade. Good evening, everyone. Tonight, I have a very special guest with me, and uh, her name is Vicky, and uh, she is a clinical counselor and intern in Hong Kong Dignity Institute. Well, yes, she is a counselor, but interesting is before, she working in an educational field for over 10 years. Hi, Vicky. Hi. <laughs> very gentle and lovely <laughs> voice. <laughs> and can you share with us what is the reason that you change from your um, the education field where you teach over 10 years, right? And the change in a totally different field as a counselor. And what is that reason that you change? Sure. Mm. Uh, first of all, thank you for having me on your show. <laughs> and um, so to answer your question, um, I have been in education for over 10 years. And yeah. something that's always driven my um, my passion and my practice has been the love for, uh, for the kids as individuals. Mm. And knowing that every individual child comes with their individual needs, mm. um, individual family backgrounds, uh, situations, and a lot of times that comes from, from with a lot of individual uh, hurts and uh. pains as well from home sometimes, and um, and understanding that um, mm -hmm. because I do believe that the emotional, uh, social emotional side of things is pr number one is priority mm. uh, when teaching students mm. because it, it'll be really difficult for them to learn if those needs are not being met first. Ah, oh, so in those like over 10 years education experience, so that means you really see how the emotional side affecting the study and development of uh, children. Mm -hmm. And that, that is the reason why you want to change the counselor. Right. And so I just really feel that that I have a passion for mm. listening to people yeah. um, and to helping people um, towards uh, building their wellness um, in their, from inside out. From inside out. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, there's a lot of negativity in the world too and there's yeah. a lot of um, mental illnesses that, that um, unfortunately people um, have developed and uh, over you know, around the world and yeah. in every culture and um, a lot of the struggles come from... Um, Within and come from their their uh, their childhood and the hurts and the hurts and yeah. the traumas that they that they uh, experience as as children. So yeah, I think yeah, I agree with you. So we need to like to fix or at least the wounds to recognize that, and then we can slowly slowly back into a good development mode, right? right. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I, I I know that you see a lot of people facing emotional um, struggles. Mm -hmm. How about yourself? I mean, usually because the reason I'm asking is, is usually when my friends, my, uh, quite a lot of my friends, they um, change to counselor and also because they experience something mm -hmm. and they, they realize the importance in uh, the well-being of emotion, that that's why they change their field. Is that also the same as you? Because um, do you face any emotional struggles when you were uh, in uh, when you grow up 
Yeah, so growing up wasn't easy for me. Mm. Um, I I was born and I grew up in in Toronto in Canada, um, and being a minority, I didn't feel like I fit in mm. um, with the, my peers. And in addition to that, my within the household, my parents uh, argued a lot. And uh, and in addition to that, my mother always also developed breast cancer oh. when I was four years old. And so. During that time, um, throughout the years, I had to, um, I had to deal with whatever was going on at home. Yeah. But at the same time, not be able to talk about it to anybody because everyone else seemed like they were having like the perfect mm. family life, mm-hmm. um, you know. And also, I mean, culturally, my parents always told me not to tell anybody about what was going oh. on at home. So starting from when I was four years old, I just had to keep everything. Uh, to myself and mm-hmm. put on a smiling face when I went to school and that stuck with me uh, until I was until my mom passed away when I was 18 so I for 14 years of my life my at home I had so many struggles but I couldn't tell anybody about it well that 14 years mm-hmm. you've been trying to hide your emotion inside mm-hmm. how do you describe those years And if looking back from now, how can you do that? I mean, you when a four years old children, she realized that her mother had the breast cancer is already very hard things. Mm-hmm. How how you describe those years? How you went through those? It was difficult. Uh. <laughs> um, there are a lot of tears, um, and a lot of it was just trying to press on. Um, And wishing and hoping that I had something to to save me and to mm-hmm. push on, mm-hmm. um, and just um, I just kept on kept on going. <laughs> and um, for you, say you are just trying to kept on. How who you will share? So nobody will share. So how you release your emotion when you grow up in that age? What mm-hmm. do you do? Mm-hmm. I think it was really only till um, I, you know, as a kid, you don't know, right? Yeah, you don't yeah. know. You don't know you anything. Don't know. Yes, actually. <laughs> and so um, just pressing on, and for some reason, like I just always had a feeling of. Um, Something to just keep me going. I didn't really know what it was. I just felt like um, I had to be strong for my mom, and I had to be strong. And that was the message that I always just felt like I had to be strong. So I always had to put on a face where, um, you know, outside of the family, like things are fine, and inside the family, like things are fine. Like I, I didn't even want to cry in front of my mom because mm. I didn't want her to be sad. Yes, yeah, right. that I'm sad, and so I. Yeah, I just always felt like I had to um, to to continue on and be strong. And until I got until I was 18, um, that's when my my mother passed away, and I felt um, like I felt broken. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I just started uh, university, and you know, as a young yeah. adult, you are trying to find your own identity as it is, mm. and. Um, just I, I didn't know what to do, and, and that's also a great change because the big change is you have to enter into the university, mm-hmm. and that is a change of environment as well, right? right? Right. At the same year, you face the loss of your mother, and also you have to face the challenge into the university. Mm-hmm. So, what happens that year? 
So during that time, I just, I was lost. I I went to classes, but not really. I missed some, and I would just want to stay in bed, mm-hmm. and um, I just felt, you know, I honestly, like, thinking back, I, I do feel like I suffered depression. Mm-hmm. And at that time as well, I had, I didn't s- seek help for it. Yeah, and no way to seek him, because back on that time, the mm-hmm. people... To like um, the the understanding on depression is not like today, right? Right. right. Mm. And so I kind of just floundered and you know made my way through the first couple of months, um, and it was until I really found a um, a, a church group, uh-huh. and I found um, and started learning more about God mm-hmm. and um, His love for me and my plan. Uh, his plan for me mm-hmm. um, and that you know things happen for a reason mm-hmm. and um, it was also experiencing the love from people uh, around me and building a community where I really felt loved mm-hmm. um, I guess maybe for the first time and I was able to share my story with others um, and that was my first time in my whole share. life yeah wow. to share about oh my. what so, my like parents over went through 14 and, years mm. yeah growing up with my mother's sickness as a child from four years old wow um, so it was definitely that in itself was therapeutic for me wow I think that sharing it's is it because that sharing you're supposed to share usually but you hold that feeling for 14 years mm-hmm. and that moment you share what do you feel do you remember the feeling it was like just the floodgates like my (laughs) I I can imagine that tears Mm. wouldn't stop you know it was um, it was just yeah 14 years of build up emotion and things that I experienced um, where I was able to just feel like I could trust somebody um, Mm. to be able to express myself you're so brave actually because you're you're also very brave to share at that moment and um, what do you feel after that time sharing so that the, you, you wow you share a lot and after what what do you feel after that after that I that felt moment. that I can continue on and I oh. felt like I had purpose and I felt like I had um, that my life in a way is just beginning mm. because by that point I was near the end of my university and I was also um, making my way over to um, overseas to be an international teacher and so I felt a sense of relief and I felt you know that I was ready to just um, take up the new yeah take new up a beginning. New, new beginning mm. mm-hmm. I think you, you said there's a sense of relief mm-hmm. so I think when you tears down mm-hmm. at that moment, mm-hmm. it's just releasing the 14 years further, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that, that's definitely a needed. Yeah, it mm. was just like, you know, it was like all this weight off my shoulders mm. that had just lifted. Wow. Or I can just, I didn't have to hide, you know, I didn't yes. have to hide my past from anybody, you know, and just accept that that's who I am. And it's actually what I went through has made me to be the person that I am today. Mm. And that really also struck a chord with me that all the struggles that I've been through has like made me a stronger person yeah. to tackle going overseas, to tackle on a new chapter in my life. Wow. So whatever happened in the past, whether it was tears, there is sadness, there is, 
uh, everything is a substance, and mm-hmm. that substance forms the one who you are, right? Right, right. Turn the things into、um, a con- productive, yeah, and, productive, yeah, constructive to、um, to keep going. Wow,、mm-hmm. I think it is a very, very like、um, an encouraging sharing. So.、Mm-hmm. Yes, everyone who listening to this program, if you have something in your heart,、um, yeah, just like Wiki, just find someone to share、mm-hmm. and let your tears come down. It is okay to cry, right? <laughs> it feels wonderful. This <laughs> is <laughs> <laughs> so therapeutic. <laughs> you will love it. <laughs> <Yeah> . Find someone you、I、trust. Mean, get a good cry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, get a good cry. Yeah. yeah. Now let us have a rest and then come back. We will keep have Vicky with us to share with us her amazing stories. Back again, we have Wiki. So, Wiki, I know、um, last part you shared that well. You have a new beginning after you have the big cry. Okay, <laughs> so leave all the burdens. So, for the new beginning, what happened in your life? So, after going overseas, I actually worked in Macau for four years、mm. as an international、uh, teacher. school teacher.、Mm. Yeah, and、um, after that, I moved to Hong Kong, and、uh-huh. um, here I was an international school teacher for for eight years. Um, and currently, I'm on maternity leave、um, to complete, well, to take care of my my baby.、Mm, But also, a big job, yeah, <laughs> a big project. That is a massive job.、Uh-huh. Um, that's a full time job in itself. Yeah.、Um, but also to complete my practicum、um, mm. with Hong Kong Dinty Institute.、Mm-hmm. And so this year has been um, has been um, focusing on that. I think that is. Can I say that's a challenging too? Because at the same time you had, you came to Hong Kong, you adapted to the living environment, and then last year was a very serious COVID. You、mm-hmm. got pregnant,、mm-hmm. and you have to face your paper <laughs> and the, the, <laughs> the studies、Simons. and become a mother. Yeah, yeah. Oh, many things happening. Yeah. So. How's your How's your experience last year when you got pregnant in the COVID? Well, what is the challenges in you?、Uh, wow,、well, <laughs> it's hard to say, right? I just want to say, you know, for moms right now, or、yeah. if you know sisters or、uh, daughters or neighbors that are pregnant right now during COVID, it is really tough.、It、yeah, is, you know, a time where you want to celebrate life, you want to celebrate. Um, your baby, essentially,、yes. and you know, for some people, it's not easy to become pregnant. It's yes, you know, definitely. And so,、um, to finally be pregnant and to、um, to give birth, you want you really want to celebrate it with people, right? But because of the situation, we're all in isolation and in a social distance, in social、right. distance,、mm-hmm. and even in the hospital. So last year, when I gave birth, I gave birth at、um, a public hospital,、mm-hmm. and I had to stay there for twenty one days by yourself. All By myself,、oh, without my、no. husband, without any visitors. Oh! And I gave birth, and I had to stay there because I suffered from preeclampsia, which、mm-hmm. is high blood pressure、um, because of. So all by、baby. yourself, and it was by myself. Oh, nobody can come <laughs> in, right? No, nobody、oh, can come in.、Um, so I think that was one of the most toughest things I've that ever、tough. had to do is to give birth by myself.、Um, 
without anybody. Wow, <laughs> there to so, support me. Even you want to find someone to share his heart, right? Yeah, so yeah. nobody can aim. Right. Only you even and yourself. Someone to hold their hand or someone to yell oh, at. <laughs> how, how do you so, went through that time? I just, you know, I just kept thinking to myself. Um, And I kept reminding myself of the things that I learned during my course, mm. uh, during my courses of counseling, and that, um, and you know, the understanding that things, any suffering will pass, even mm. though it is hard at the moment. It's a, it will pass. Mm, it's a tentative. It's, a, it's mm. fleeing. So just mm. like happiness, just like sadness, just like an emotion, just like pain, suffering. Although it's difficult at in the moment, it will pass. Mm. How do you help yourself in last year? That important time, being isolated, like social distance, and yeah. facing a lot of change. How do you do? I know everyone may want to know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Um, everybody is in their own situation, you know, and it's it's tough for anybody. Yeah. And as human human nature, we are social creatures. We yeah. want to be able to interact with others. We want to have a sense of belonging. Right. And to be isolated is something that's counterintuitive to human nature. Yeah. And um, so the way that. I was able to get through that is to identify what are the things that um, mm. what were the thoughts that were uh, in my mind. Mm. So being a new mother, you know, um, I felt like I was just giving, 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 yeah. and you know, I I didn't feel like myself. Like who am I? Yeah. You know, wh- like what what is my identity? Yeah, um, and. I have nobody, you know. I have, um, well, I have my husband, but you know, I <laughs> yeah, I know. Inside, you can feel that on my own. You know, yeah. just everything you're just giving, and I guess understanding my thoughts and the negative thoughts um, around that, uh, rather than thinking the negative thoughts and changing that mm. to more helpful thoughts. Mm, how to make that change? Yeah. So first, it's it was really. Um, being aware, um, because I do believe that uh, thinking back that I was, and I actually identified during that time that I was suffering postpartum depression mm. because things were just so tough, and I was yes. just crying all the time, and I, I didn't feel that um, I, it was hard. Yes, <laughs> it, it, yes, it was, really it was hard. hard. It was really hard, and um, and just being able to identify and be aware. Hey, this is what I'm feeling. This is what mm. I'm thinking right now, and to sharing, recognize, to recognize, mm. and share that with my husband. To be blatantly honest about how I was thinking. You know, even sometimes like I didn't want to be with my baby. You know, but then feeling guilty about that, yeah. and you know, how can I be a mom that doesn't want to, to be, the, be with, the with baby. my baby? That mm. is, you know. So being aware of all those thoughts and writing it down really helped, and sharing it with my with my partner as well, and. Then thinking about what are some ways that would be productive or helpful in um, in replacing those thoughts.、Mm, what you usually use to replacing those thoughts? So I would、um, think. So for example,、um, thinking instead of、um, I'm here by myself,、mm. you know, with my baby. But actually, I you know I have support from my husband. I have support from friends. I have. 
Um, you know, I'm I, I'm thankful that I have you know a healthy, wonderful baby, mm. and so just thinking of the ways that are helpful and productive, and filling that with your mind mm-hmm. um, helps to change your own behavior and your own emotions, mm. um, and it's kind of like a cycle. So it's like. Um, like for cognitive behavioral therapy. So we have to look wide. So when we sometimes I know when we feeling sad is we focus on one point mm-hmm. and that will be very negative. Right, right. So when at that point we have to remind ourselves, okay, wide angle, wide angle. Wide angle and you will see the great will is around you. Yes, right? and, mm. and when you're in that situation, a lot of times it's it's so difficult because you're in it. Yeah. So when you're able to talk to somebody, and that's the key thing. You need, you know, the first step is to to talk about it and to identify it um, that you you want to seek help. Yeah. And you know, for someone to to guide you through that. Right. And then I think that is very helpful like for 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 me as well. I think it's thank you so much. <laughs> it is a hint for me. <laughs> <laughs> and what about the things you are doing now? So um the baby's now how how old She's is she? 11 months. Oh, so cute. So fast. One year's gone by so fast. <laughs> <laughs> and so what you are busy for now? Yeah, so um, I'm currently at Hong Kong Dignity Institute, and I, you know, honestly, yeah. before starting, I didn't know anything about the population that we work with. Yeah. Um, so we work with, um, we help clients that are from um, that are victims of human trafficking, mm-hmm. or um, asylum seekers. Um, or people who are in you know vulnerable um, vulnerable populations, yeah. and so we help them to find resources for their different needs. So, uh, for example, like legal support, mm-hmm. or uh, so on my side, um, counseling support. What I I think is important is just um, to seek help. You know, and there's so much stigma around uh, around mental health. Like now, not so much, but still in certain cultures, certain societies. Um, you know, I I I feel like in Hong Kong. Um, you know, when someone says I'm seeing a counselor, it's seen to be something very negative. Yeah. Where it's something that actually like everybody can benefit from counseling, right. no matter what place you are in your life. Mm-hmm. Because it's a place, a safe space for you to be able to explore your thoughts and your feelings and, um, you know, a place for you to, you know, um, experiment your skills, um, to tackle on traumas that you've never talked about to people or, you know, it's just a space for you to to express yourself. I, I, I think that's really, really important. Yes, um, non-judgmental talk is very crucial and important. Mm-hmm. When someone who can listening to you without judging you, right, and uh, they try to understand you. So um, yeah, so when someone really going through hard time and she has find someone to share, or sure it would be great if you can find some counselor to share. Do not afraid to find them, and I believe that every counselor therapist. They are ready and they are professional to help. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Wiki, for you. your time. And um, for everyone, if you also want to find someone to talk to, and um, you can call Bless Vision Foundation at 2155 2707. 2155 2707. 
0707. And um, uh, maybe we're not picking up your call immediately, but please leave your voice message. Our volunteers and we will call you back. So you are not alone. There are always ways to help. Thank you so much, Becky. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Good night.